Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. Phil Giraldi joins us now. Phil, always a pleasure, my friend. I want to spend some time with you on the uh, uh, collapse in America and in the West uh, of support for Ukraine, notwithstanding uh, all the warnings that the neocons gave us of the catastrophe that would come about if Ukraine uh, failed to repel the Russians. But before we do that, there's a couple of other things I want to ask you about. Uh, Over the weekend, the CIA leaked to uh, the Washington Post this bizarre, almost ridiculous tale about a a Ukrainian colonel in jail in Ukraine uh, having orchestrated and pulled off. There he is in, um, in a holding cell in a Kiev courtroom. He's apparently in jail for something having nothing to do with Nord Stream. He's in jail because of uh, some allegations that uh, when he tried to flip uh, a Russian uh, uh, pilot to become a defector and work for the uh, Kiev government, something went wrong and people died. I don't know the facts. And he since has denied involvement uh, with Nord Stream. But the Washington Post reported what the CIA, your former employer, wanted them to report, which is that this guy, whoever he is, orchestrated and pulled off the destruction of the Nord Stream pipeline. Does anybody take this stuff seriously? And since I know you're going to say no, why does the CIA leak this garbage? Well, I think it's uh, all part of the fact that uh, this war is not a, in lots of people are dying, but this war in a sense is a political war and it's being fought for a, a lot of bad reasons. And there's a lot of intrigue going on around what is taking place in it. Right now, Zelensky is probably the only senior member of the uh, Ukrainian government who really wants to continue the war such as it is. Uh, And uh, this is is part of a conspiracy. This colonel in question apparently has a relationship with um, uh, uh, Zaluzhny, who is the general in charge of the Ukrainian army, who is in a bad relationship with Zelensky. And uh, so it's it's kind of to implicate him in a lot of ways as being the fool or the tool behind the uh, the pipeline bombing. Uh, but people who know the the technologies involved and the skills involved are are totally dubious about this. Uh, they say this whole thing, as imagined, on this small vessel with a team of people who didn't know how to do this, uh, the deep sea diving aspects of it, the explosives aspects aspects of it. 
they don't buy into it at all. They think it's, again, this is some kind of political game that's going on and it's being done to support uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, and he's uh, turning on his own people. So the CIA doesn't care if it insults our intelligence. They didn't care when they leaked the story about six people on a sailboat like the Minnow and Gilligan's Island somehow having to pull it off. And they don't care if they insult our intelligence by leaking this. Uh, do you think that this has to do with the dispute between General Zeluzhny and President Zelensky uh, over the prosecution of the war? Zeluzhny told The Economist magazine uh, last weekend that um, the war was at a stalemate. Uh, Zelensky uh, erupted almost violently and publicly uh, condemned the words of his uh, commander in chief. Yeah, I, that's precisely the way I would put it. Uh, I, I think that uh, obviously we have a realist in charge of the soldiers and he's watching them die in front of him. And uh, we have a guy who, for political reasons and, and personal reasons, I suspect, too, uh, uh, wants to continue this war and is delusional about it. Uh, he had a very bad trip to Washington back in September, where it was pretty clear that the writing was even in Washington, uh, sort of coming on the wall in terms of, you know, what uh, people were recognizing and how far the United States was willing to go to uh, to sustain this uh, this this terrible narrative that's being played out. Um, I want you to watch this uh, clip, uh, SOT number one, uh, Chris, the one that ends with hogwash, and uh, tell me what you think of it. The UN High Commissioner for Human Rights said just this morning that while Hamas has committed war crimes, the collective punishment by Israel of Palestinian civilians amounts also to a war crime. Can you definitively say right now that Israel is not breaking international law? Yes, I can say that what the uh, commissioner said is hogwash. Doesn't really uh, address the issue at all. And I suppose he's just like swatting a fly or dandruff off his shoulder and not taking seriously at all the fact that collective punishment is by definition a war crime. Yeah, that's that's precisely the issue. And uh, every human rights organization in the world, just about, uh, including the relevant uh, United Nations uh, uh, bodies, uh, have declared this to be a war crime. And uh, and they have also uh, declared it to be a genocide because of the scale of it. Uh, we have what, as of this morning, uh, in excess of 12,000 uh, dead Palestinians uh, of which maybe half are are children. Uh, I mean, this is uh, this is indefensible. The uh, if if um, the Israelis felt they had to punish Hamas and go after Hamas, they should have punished Hamas and gone after Hamas instead of promiscuously bombing and shooting uh, innocent civilians. This is totally unacceptable, and it's totally unacceptable that the United States government is in this up to its eyeballs, is providing the funding for this war, and it's providing the weapons. Uh, that means our, our beloved president, Joe Biden, is a war criminal. And I would say most of the, the cabinet that he relies on for opinion in this issue uh, are also war criminals. Mm. 
Why has uh, support for Ukraine been collapsing? Well, that's a tricky question. I would say uh, uh, support for Ukraine is collapsing because it's unsustainable, and it always has been. Um, but I would say there's a bigger issue that plays out in Washington, which is the fact now we have two wars going, and the other war is uh, being uh, played out by a, a quote, ally uh, who has a very lot of influence in Washington and is has uh, kind of shifted the, uh, the narrative. Uh, you don't see, I, I was curious today, I said, I wonder if I'm going to open the papers this morning and see any coverage on Ukraine. And uh, I went through the Washington Post, I went to the New York Times. There were a couple of benign pieces, uh, just kind of backgrounders, but there was not really anything on, on, on substantive of what was going on. But there were a host of articles on what is going on in Gaza and Israel. So it, it shows that the media, which is very quick to jump on uh, the issues that it really cares about, like Israel, uh, and it was ready to go. And now this, so this is what the public is seeing. And this is what it's hearing from uh, our beloved president and the crew around him, uh, that this is uh, a just war, another war in support of democracy. You know, all, the, all of the uh, shibboleths that uh, are played out very excellently by the White House. But this is all nonsense. Uh, uh, you know, Israel is no, is no democracy. Uh, this war is all about uh, uh, 75 years of oppression of the Palestinian people. And uh, there were other ways to approach a solution to it. But uh, we're seeing the bloody way. And that seems to be what the um, White House wants. Back to, um, uh, back to uh, Ukraine. Um, what is bringing about the fall of uh, Zelensky? Is it the Russian military? Is it the destruction of his own military? Is it a recognition by his own people uh, that they're just sending troops into a meat grinder, troops that are ill-prepared and ill-equipped? Is it all the way above or is it something else? As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, I think it's a mixture of, of all that. I mean, this is a war that manifestly uh, is is uh, on the verge of being lost in a, a historic or tactical sense. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's a hard thing to swallow. Uh, there was one of the uh, quotations that I was uh, fond of in the Time Magazine article where a senior general said, yeah, uh, the West can send us all the weapons they want, but we don't even have... The soldiers to pick up the weapons and use them. Mm. Uh, there's been a huge erosion of manpower 
uh, in Ukraine. There, there was um, over over uh, the weekend. There were some uh, videos that I saw of um, men in their 60s being rounded up on the street by uh, MPs or military police, I guess, and they were being hauled off to be put in uniform and shoved into the front line with uh, virtually no training. Uh, so this is what they're down to. The um, Time Magazine reporter whom President Zelensky allowed to accompany him uh, throughout his uh, less than successful trip to uh, the United States last fall, and then who accompanied President Zelensky back to uh, Kiev and who interviewed the people around him, quoted one of them, you can see it there um, on the screen, quoted uh, one of the people around him as saying he's delusional. We're out of options. We're not winning. But try telling him that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly the situation. And, and, and uh, the journalist in this case, uh, Simon Schuster, uh, experienced overseas journalist, uh, basically heard this not from one person who might have had a personal grudge against Zelensky, but from numerous people at the highest levels in the in the uh, government and the military. So uh, we have to take it that there is, is a definite division going on in terms of uh, Zelensky and, and a whole lot of other officials and military officers who don't see it his way. Do uh, your CIA sources uh, inform you of the lack of stability of the Zelensky government? And I'll just give you a couple of uh, observations. I already mentioned to you General Zeluzhny's statement uh, the wars at a stalemate, President Zelensky's condemnation of it, the assassination of General Zeluzhny's uh, chief of staff. He opened up what he was told was a birthday gift, uh, and it turned out to be a live grenade, and it killed him. Uh, and I think very tellingly, and you rarely see this in the American press, Phil, President Zelensky has canceled elections for 2024. So do do those things together plus what your intelligence sources can inform you of, give you reason to question the stability of the Zelensky government and maybe Zelensky himself. Yeah, well, from what I'm hearing, um, the intelligence community, both uh, uh, the CIA and um, military intelligence and even State Department intelligence are all uh, lined up in terms of saying that this is, uh, this is a losing game right now. And um, their, their only kind of uh, disagreements are over how long Zelensky will continue to last and how he will pull the plug. Obviously, it's a, it's a well-known fact within the community that Zelensky has squirreled away a lot of money uh, in the seven or so uh, mansions that he has various places overseas. And uh, he's not unique in this. Um, the... Uh, um, we've had uh, people telling us, telling us about uh, also recently t being more, more open about the, the corruption inside Ukraine. And we had uh, a one senior official telling Schuster uh, that uh, everybody is stealing everything. So mm. this, uh, this is where we're at. At one point, uh, President Zelensky asked Prime Minister Netanyahu to receive him. And uh, Netanyahu said no, and then Netanyahu changed his mind, and now Zelensky is scheduled to go there. What on earth is that all about? Well, this is uh, Zelensky's um, um, 
not necessarily his way out, but a way of getting back in the sympathy of Washington by being a big supporter openly for uh, what Israel is doing. And uh, uh, Zelensky was a little bit shy about doing that uh, up until recently. And now he's decided that's a, a way to improve his image and to improve the willingness of Washington to go, you know, one step more or two steps more. Or uh, I think what he would like is, is to uh, have this carry on into the spring, uh, which would uh, probably kill another half million Ukrainian uh, soldiers. Uh, this is uh, this is him. This is he's talking about him. If he meets with Netanyahu, that is something that will play well in the White House. And yep. uh, Netanyahu, you will certainly send that signal. But my uh, my understanding as of today was that um, he's supposed to be going on the visit, but they Netanyahu hasn't given him a date yet. Uh, so we'll see how that plays. Um, if the CIA thought that Zelensky had to go, would they arrange for his uh, assassination? Uh, they might. It depends on how they felt uh, the situation would be have, have to be um, manipulated to get rid of him if they saw him as a detriment or as someone who single-handedly would stop the stop some kind of resolution in the in the fighting uh, they might do that but they would more likely try to get uh, one of the, the local government officials or generals who is hostile to him to figure out a way to arrange it that would be the preferred solution here's uh, president Zelensky uh yesterday in one of his addresses to the nation the translation is into english but it's done by a uh, computer. Russian assaults are very intense, especially in Donetsk region. We have to realize that Putin has a very cynical and specific political goal right now, and he is willing to kill as many of his people as he needs to, because he wants to show at least some tactical results in the first half of December. That's when he plans to announce his elections. Russia is already losing soldiers and equipment near Avdivka faster and on a larger scale than, for example, near Bakhmut. It is extremely difficult to withstand this onslaught. We continue to work with our partners, especially in the United States, to ensure that support for Ukraine is maintained at the level that is needed now. I am grateful to our partners for their understanding of Ukraine's needs. These days, the Ukrainian delegation is in Washington. Important meetings took place. The U.S. Secretary of State and his team, national security advisors to the President of the United States and the leaders of France, Germany and the United Kingdom, representatives of American civil society and heads of international financial and development institutions. We are preparing for the next year. Preparing for the next year for uh, Wall Street to lend money to the construction companies that will rebuild uh, the damage the war has caused uh, once Zelensky is gone. That's about the only truthful statement, I think, in what he just made. But what do you think, Phil? Well, I, I was just kind of wondering about halfway through what he was drinking. Um, as you pointed out uh, just now, uh, <laughs> 
there may have been one truthful statement in that whole uh, monologue. The, um, uh, the Russians are not being defeated on the ground. Nobody's saying that but him. And uh, this high-level uh, presence in, in Washington, working with all the allies and everything like that, there may be, there certainly are Ukrainians here. But the fact is, uh, uh, it's not being reported much. And I haven't seen a whole lot in terms of uh, offers of aid or other concessions uh, coming out. This is not being reported either. So I think this is a fantasy on his part, or as we preferred uh, shortly ago, a delusion. Um, and he's talking about himself and his future. And uh, I think that uh, he's, he's kind of uh, expanding on what he thinks his appeal in Washington is right now. It's a, he's about as low as he can go. You know, the uh, Russians and the Ukrainians had a deal it would, of course, uh, have resulted in Ukraine rejecting NATO or withdrawing its application uh, for NATO. They had negotiated for the deal. This was right about at the start of hostilities, maybe even a little before, uh, until Joe Biden sent Boris Johnson in there to say, oh, no, 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 the UK and the US have your back. I wonder if uh, Boris Johnson, if he has a, a head and a heart and a soul, rejects or, or regrets, I should say, what he did. Well, I would say Boris Johnson, based on his political career, doesn't have much of either. But the, the fact is, he's a kind of an opportunist, kind of a dimwit. And, uh, but he was doing his job. He was the messenger boy being sent by the uh, White House to, uh, to get this thing going. And this, is, uh, uh, this was made very clear in some of the press coverage in the last couple of days, um, that we were the ones pushing pushing the issue, and Johnson was just the, the emissary, uh, which is kind of interesting. That means we provoked the war. Uh, again, is this something that uh, Joe Biden is proud of? Um, three quarters of a million people may be dead as a result of this. Um, I, I, this is a tragedy all around, and we have a government that increasingly uh, keeps crying about its humanity uh, while at the same time, you know, engaging in genocides and and then in war generation. This is incredible. What, what is the off-ramp for the neocons? I mean, I can hear Senator Lindsey Graham's voice in my ear, not, not literally, <laughs> thank God, uh, saying, um, you know, if we don't stop Putin here, he's going to go on to Poland and Romania. The, the discredited, the well-discredited domino theory that the neocons uh, love. You don't stop him, and Baghdad is going to go to Baltimore. That basically their nonsense. Uh, but what out do they have? Forget about Ukraine. We have to save Israel. Forget about it. There's a million people dead. There's 10 million people uh, well, half a million people dead. There's 10 million people displaced and 115 billion American taxpayer dollars down the drain. And they want us to forget about it? Well, I think if you look at the, the kind of founding documents of the neocons back in the 1990s, you will discover that um, their, their basic principle is that the United States should be so powerful that it cannot be challenged in any part of the world that uh, even vaguely matters. And that includes just about everywhere. And uh, so that's the way they think. 
the the issue is, and, and of course, that's the way they acted uh, with the Iraq War and Afghanistan and 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 Libya and Syria and any any number of other places we might cite, and the Balkans. Um, that's the way they acted, and they're not going to give up too easily. But the fact is, if the system is broken, as I suspect we can all agree it is in terms of Ukraine as a possible victor in this conflict, uh, then at a certain point, you just have to uh, you have to give it up. Uh, but Israel, of course, is a much bigger priority for them. Uh, and uh, so that's the game that's kind of playing out right now. One of our uh, regular commenters who goes by the name of Pete Pete says, Judge, a lot more than $100 billion. Phony Pentagon accounting. Boy, is he right about that. Remember when the Pentagon said they, they uh, under-evaluated whatever the hell we gave to Ukraine by $6 billion? How could they make a mistake of such a colossal number? Try telling the IRS you forgot about $6 billion and see where that gets you. Well, I mean, it's funny that, uh, not funny, but I mean, the fact is that uh, I've seen certainly uh, some calculations, as I'm sure you have also, that uh, all of these ventures that have taken place since the war on terror began, which is a neo neocon contrivance, uh, have cost $5 trillion, which has been piled on the national debt. Wow. Uh, we don't pay for anything anymore. Yeah, well, Iraq and Afghanistan are three trillion. George W. Uh, borrowed all of that. All we do is now print money to pay the interest on the borrowed uh, money. So uh, uh, Kevin uh, Demerit, one of our economics guys who was on uh, yesterday, uh, said that interest rates just have to stay where they are. And in a year, the federal government's interest obligations, interest, it's debt service, one trillion a year. So whatever they collect in taxes, take one trillion. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about your pooch, not mine. <laughs> trillion uh, off, uh, off of it. Or go and do something that the banks would never let you do for what you owe the banks, which is borrow the trillion and add to the principal that you still owe. Yeah, well, that's it. That's the this is um, the decline and fall of the American empire. And it is. Uh, we're watching it play out from front row seats and nobody in Washington seems to care. Right. Right. The uh, Republicans used to oppose this, but uh, the the war party is about 90 to 95 percent of the Republicans and about the same percentage of the Democrats. Phil, uh, always a pleasure, my dear friend. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to having you back next week. Well, thank you. Okay. Judge Napolitano, for Judging Freedom, we have uh, John Mearsheimer coming up before the week uh, is out, Matthew Ho uh, before the week is out, and, of course, our Intelligence Roundtable. And if we can squeeze it in, Ask the judge, and maybe a surprise, I don't want to tell you who he is. He hasn't confirmed yet, but we've been lobbying him, and I think uh, he's going to uh, say yes. We'll see you tomorrow. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.